Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. host for tonight leonard and i am joined by dave and matt matt how are you uh i'm not a real boy yet but i'm getting there um i'm doing pretty good uh we're about at peak foliage here in vermont so it is beautiful outside um but i am forcing myself to stay inside to play this video game so we can talk about it i hope everyone appreciates it <laughs> dave how you doing yeah, I'm doing all right. The we've been getting some more rain, so the drought is lessened, which is good because the ground was. I was afraid it was just going to fracture and swallow everything up, but thankfully, it's it, maybe it, next time. It's been it's been mended. It has been mended. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we are. Uh, Continuing our coverage of uh, Lies of P, the hot new Souls-like video game taking the world by storm. Um, If you recall our last episode, uh, we murdered a clown, uh, lied to get into a fancy hotel, um, murdered a cop, um... (laughs) Oh, and then pretended to be that cop to a uh, child. To a dying child. Yeah. Yes, suffering from a terminal illness. um, And then lied to an old blind woman when we handed her a baby Wetsy and told told her it was her child. Uh, And now we're going to uh, bust up a factory. Uh, Did I I cover cover everything? Uh, Yeah, we, we, we met our estranged father. Oh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. After we murdered a man, yeah, uh, in, in, in a Halloween costume. So right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like the famous story, Pinocchio. Just um, like just the classic Disney movie, Pinocchio. Yep. I'm sorry, that's actually closer to the um, live action remake, uh, Disney <laughs> Pinocchio. Actually, yeah, this is the treading some pretty Thomas close one, ground right? to the the original Adventures of Pinocchio, which will discuss a little bit more um in our wrap-up episodes and not not mm-hmm. this one but toward the end and no not the jonathan taylor thomas i'm talking about the like maybe a less than a year old disney plus remake um mm. 
that is not good. It All is right. actively bad. You can just skip that and watch the Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, the version. del Toro. Yeah, that we should cover that one on this podcast. I we did. You did. <laughs> yes. Goddamn, well, dude. The thing is, we didn't. Cameron did while Leonard and I were away. <laughs> wow. Away, Damn. away for wedding times. <laughs> Gotcha. So someone was holding down the fort, and that happened to be the Pinocchio fort, apparently. Yes, <laughs> Cameron Which does is, love uh, his puppets. It's a it's a really uh, unpleasant looking fort because it's just nothing but Pinocchios, uh, like cast in resin uh, as logs for it. So think Lincoln <laughs> logs, but like with little suspended Pinocchios in it. Which is like that. such backwards logic because they started as logs before they got carved into boys. Exactly. So it's just screaming a, logs. It's a real, yeah, it's a testament uh, to waste. <laughs> yes, they had, they already had an existential crisis as a log and then it just got worse. Uh, same, honestly. Yeah. Uh, poor Cameron is Pinocchio not with hungers, us this week. He hungers eternally. Yeah. Um. Cameron's been having some internet issues, so unfortunately he's not joining us. Yeah. Because I'm sure he would be loving to tell us all about the Del Toro Pinocchio right now. But <laughs> if you listen real hard, you can you can hear him screaming in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get started. I want to go to a factory. Yes, That's where let's I feel go the to most the factory. Yeah, we, I, we've I, been sent on a quest by our dad. Yeah. To rescue his his best bud, Vanini. Lorenzi Vanini, I believe, is his full name. The richest man in Crot. Yeah. The the richest, most stylish man in, in Crot. So so stylish, I'm still rocking his suit and fancy glasses. <laughs> mm. Mm. I will say this, uh, and before we actually get on it proper and after I, I, I make this dumb statement, um uh, I do believe, Dave, that you had some quality of life stuff regarding the game mechanics that you wanted to cover. Um, but before then, um, I'm, let me just tell you guys, uh, wearing that Raidmaster's head uh, from moment one till the end of the game really uh, takes the air out of every single emotional scene that takes place at the end of this game um, in a way that uh, I personally wasn't ready for, but was glad that I experienced it firsthand. It's always a treat when your dumb, dumb fashion souls is in these incredible cutscenes, but um, that parade master head. Who oh boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think my it's something thing. else. Yep. Yeah, I mean, nothing else so far as like captured that energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and let me tell you, nothing else in the game will capture that energy. That is that energy exists <laughs> for that one specific head and and for no other mask in the game. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the closest thing maybe is the OG Pinocchio little R- Roberto Benigni party hat. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah. My my little uh neck rough and my pointy yellow hat and my little curly shoes. <laughs> it makes me think of the uh, the little clown assistant in Little Nemo. Oh, not 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 uh, Flip, but like the just Bon the, Bon. 
Yeah, Bon Bon. The 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 King of Dreams is a little Yeah. All right. Messenger. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Manic powerful energy aside. <laughs> um yeah, so the quality of life stuff that this we mentioned a little bit of it last episode. And then a few other things that this game is doing or, or kind of bringing as new things. Because a lot of people, uh, when I'm looking at discourse on this, I don't like that word. Uh, just when people talking about it, they're saying that it's like, oh, it's it's just retreading like the same old ground. And it, it's not. Like it's it, there. The the team has adjusted things, and they've made improvements in areas, kind of like fine tuned some stuff. Yes. Uh, and of course, this is, this is not you know this is a different development team. Um, but uh, an example would be in like in the in the general Dark Souls games or Souls like a lot of times. When you when your character dies, uh, they will drop the um, currency that they've you've been you've been gathering up all this time, uh, and it it remains as a like little floating icon in the in the game world. But generally, it remains like where you died. Um, and in this, that's that's the case. But if you happen to die in a boss battle, it it deposits all of your earnings outside the boss room door. So you can pick them up and try again or pick them up and go cash them out. Yes. Uh, additionally, yeah. when you're attacking enemies, you, you build up the fable energy, which lets you do special attacks with your weapons. Uh, that amount that you built up um, as you were right before you died, if you didn't discharge that energy, uh, that still remains in uh, your your pickup point outside the boss. So if you had a, f- a few charges that you had saved up when you die, you start with none. But if you pick that back up, you that restores you to the point right before you died. Yes. Which is also very handy. So that way you can go into a boss and, and have some in reserve. Or you can spend a little bit of time building up that meter and then top it off Um by picking that up. I, I, I would say an example of this would be a few times. Um, if I know that, oh, I, I died and had like two pips of the energy left. Um, if I run up there, I can use whatever I've obtained and like use like a single energy charge on a skill that might like make the sword I have longer uh, and then pick that back up and it, it like recharged what I just used so I can go in with like a fuller bar but still have activated things and not not use it up yeah um it's it's interesting because the fable art is a charged mechanic and like that that really doesn't show up in a lot of souls like um things things you have to like build a meter like build a special meter for or whatever so the fact that they let you keep it um if you die it's just like it's just a possession you get to use it until it's spent so you don't get um 
I don't know, uh, frustrated that the beginning of every single one of your boss encounters is having to charge that bar. Um, your charge is what your charge was. And um, it's great. Yeah, it lets you kind of bank it. Like if, if you know you're yeah. having a rough time, but you can just get a couple hits in to charge a bit of a bar. Um, when you try again, you'll have at least that, like what you like fought yeah. for. I find um, it less um, in boss encounters that I'm using it uh, than if it's like a field boss encounter. Like there's just mm-hmm. some heavy that's just rocking my shit out there. Um, I'll just like run up and grab my souls and I'll have the charge that I stupidly hadn't used uh, fighting him last time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll use this and then um, try to turn the tide then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little um, addition. Uh, both the fable system itself and then that kind of energy regain mm-hmm. like it's not just it's not just giving you back the currency that you were like carefully saving up um and then on that note in the upper right hand corner of the screen on your on your interface uh, it tells you that your current um, um amount that you're uh, of souls that you're gained your ergo um it that counter is in gray but then when you've accumulated enough to to cash in and level up that counter does turn blue so you you're not left having to dig through menus and figure out oh how much more do i need or i have to go all the way back to the hotel to check uh, it just lets you know so yeah. then you're free to go okay maybe maybe i now want to deuce out and i'll use the little locket and just teleport myself back and level up yeah super handy mm-hmm and I think that was kind of it for like, well, the only other large difference would be the, uh, there's the main stats. We we discussed that last time and how you can, you customize your build accordingly um, to those stats. So you're going to be investing heavily in probably two of them. Um, and that's kind of a safe bet. Uh, but in addition, your, your P organ that you put quartz into there's um, not only are you putting uh, each skill on that tree, you put in a certain amount of quartz and and then to activate that skill, like in in the first tier, there's there's four tiers. And in the first one, it requires two points to like activate a skill. But before it activates each of those, uh, points you put into it uh, are are a sub menu of skills that further allow you to customize your build. Yes, you get modifiers on top of unlocking while you work towards unlocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what I wanted to say was those modifiers take effect immediately. So even though the skill isn't fully unlocked, you have access to whatever modifiers you've put points into. Uh, so that that helps a lot, um, and those are separated into four different categories. So you can you can keep stuff into one category, and you'll get really good at one type of thing. Um, but the the customization are it's such um, minutia that you can like okay, I only want to focus on like dodging or in my case i put a lot of my points into consumables and into your um your general like items that you can hold 
Mm-hmm. Or you can make the vendor sell stuff to you for cheaper. There's a lot of like little things mm-hmm. that it lets you enhance um, to suit your play style. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a monoculture. Everything is in attacking, staggering, and doing damage uh, for like the visceral attacks and stuff. It's just everything. It's the red section. I, I think I'm not sure what they're they're denoted as. I think it's like attacking. But yeah, yeah. it's just that's that's all me, baby. <laughs> yeah i want to say it's like attacking defense survivability and i don't remember what the last one is mm-hmm. oh i think the last one is like the the items stuff yeah m- most of mine have been in survivability and items because i'm using a character that has very little uh hp dave is like this close to doing a consumables only run <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's feasible like the consumables in this game are really strong are yeah are yeah cartoonishly strong actually yeah uh, they're yeah. very rare and very expensive but it's unless you make the vendor sell them to you for cheaper <laughs> yep definitely bang for your buck for yeah. sure for sure for sure yeah so yeah those are the um some not all of the like i think as we go for the the next episode we'll probably have a little bit better idea um of any other little tidbits that function as things that make this more unique um but yeah so last episode in this episode that's that's a good chunk of what this is bringing to the table um so let's i think get uh back to the story of what's going on matt um tell us yeah. about uh the osha violations of oh the God. puppet workshop factory all right. <clears throat> Article 13, Section 8, Subsection B, uh, deals with corrosives. Um, no, uh, <laughs> this this uh, this factor is ridiculous, you guys. Um, the only thing that it has going for it in most cases is uh, the railings are all in place, uh, which is really weird. Um, OSHA is really tight about railings over open, open pits. Uh, but um, yeah, just because of the way the traversing is here. Um, yeah. Nice railings everywhere. Uh, there are more uh, dual-wielding shield robots in this factory than I've ever seen in a factory I've ever worked in. Um, so I really don't know what to say about that. Uh, how'd you guys uh, fare against that little mid-boss? Oh, I, I ran away from it until oh. it stopped chasing me, and then, <laughs> and then I and then I found and then I found a stargazer and said, "Cool, I don't have to go through all the previous bullshit. Now I'll fight it because at least the run back won't be bad." <laughs> so is that is that the one you drop down into? Yeah, you got to fall through the floor to get to him. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so that guy, when you fall down into, the, I, I fought him fair and square like once until I realized he was just like dashing into me and it almost every single time was like a one hit kill for me. So if you run past him, there's a little like stairwell uh, mm-hmm. and it lights up because there is a crimson butterfly there in the area. Right. But I didn't know that that I don't, I think maybe this is the first time you find them. I didn't understand why like a red warning light kept popping up. Oh, the, the <laughs> first butterfly is uh, above uh toma yeah yeah i i don't think like it was this because you're outside right it like, i don't like, i don't remember yeah. it, it being read that long like i think i just killed it really fast mm-hmm. but here it's every time you run up the stairs that you're you're getting close enough that it pings the red of your lantern mm-hmm. 
because Jiminy turns red, I think is what's happening. Um, if you run up to that part, it, 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 un, it, it like turns off, or I guess it retracts the leash of the boss because he won't go anywhere near those stairs. He just turns around and walks back to his starting He's got point. Ed 209 disease where he can't do the stairs. Without he can't do stairs. He'll fall over. So <laughs> he would turn, walk back. And then I would sprint from the stairs, do a running art, like it's running heavy and then hit him once and then run back to the stairs. <laughs> and I did that. It took a long time, but then I, I just defeated him that way. Uh, yeah. If I was lucky. I could get two hits in, but if I could, I couldn't be more ambitious because if he bumped me with his like little shield things, it would kill me. So, yeah. And I think That's he what... gives you a, a, he gives you, I think the first, the um, first Legion caliber. Legion call. Yeah. Yeah, which I was like, what do I do with this? And then I was like, oh, I can't wait to get more of these. And boy, I think I've only gotten three. Really? Up to where I am in my current playthrough. Yeah, like not a lot of them. Three? I, I've upgraded, I think, four, four. Yeah, three or four different um, Legion arms and a couple Dang. of them twice. I must be slipping. I well, I, I'm finding them. I, it, they drop mostly from enemies, like from mid bosses. So I've yeah. gone back and killed every yeah. mid boss I, I run into. I yeah, every, same here. I'm a I'm a steamroller. But I think a couple of them could have been from a treasure chest. A lot like of a little safe. Do, a lot of them do come out kept come from treasure chests as no. well. Yeah, I need to be better on my exploring then. I'm right, exploring everything mostly <laughs> because we're doing this, but also because it's just yeah fun. <laughs> Uh, this is, yeah, we are in Vanini's Puppet Factory here. Yeah. Um, so we're getting, this is, I really like this set piece. I really wish there was, um, more of like the assembly and casting and there, there could have been just like a lot more factory kind of stuff here, but for what we got, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it doubles back on itself. There's this one like bowling alley of a giant ball of flaming mannequin corpses going down. I don't know if it's getting compacted or disposed of, or I have no idea what, <laughs> what the hell this thing's deal is. Um, but there's that going on. And then um, down in this big corrosive pit uh, that you can drain by taking out uh, my favorite enemy in the game. Uh, these like uh, coal shoveling bots. Yes. They're, that they're run body. On coal. Yeah. <laughs> that also run on coal and ergo. <laughs> their body is like literally the shape of a hundred pound propane tank. It has like the big handle for the head, like the steam handle and stuff like from like an old train. Like I just, I love them. They like pancake you on the ground with a shovel over and over and over again. They are very funny and their timing is really fun to learn. Um, so if you beat him, uh, you get, um, I think you get the Swordmaster Amulet, which uh, helps with your weapon durability because these guys uh, really take your weapon durability down when you fight them. And you turn on a little uh, pump and it drains the corrosive out of a lake and then you get to fight the Puppet of the Future, yes. which I thought was going to be a little bit more of a mid-boss than it was. Um, this guy is like uh, basically what if a carnival ride got in a fight with you. Um, and the answer is it spins around and can't really hit you because it's kind of too big to know what it's doing. Um, I thought there was going to be more phases with it or something. I just yeah. I did the same st st strat that I did before. I just 
ran in, whacked it on the leg, and then ran away. And then it, it spun a little bit, and then I ran back and hit it in the leg, and then I just did it until it It kind of just has the two moves. It does this the, the whirly gig where it spins. Yeah. It has, like, wrecking balls for arms. This thing is, like, um, it looks like uh, like erector set pieces. It's just yes. got trusses, and it has wrecking ball hands, and it's got um, uh, just, like, really basic it looks it's like, like the iron like, giant if yeah, iron giant, iron giant kind arms. of thing but like like knuckle dragon gorilla kind of shape yeah um and then it will balance itself on its hands and slam its feet on the ground and cause break um yeah it does like so a little butt stomp thing if you're not dodging the one if you're not dodging the spinning you're on his legs hitting his legs and if you're dodging the legs you're hitting the arms and it it actually was pretty simple of a fight. Um, yes. Yep. Much more intimidating looking than it it actually is. Oh, for sure. And uh, in the back unless of his, I, I was actively yeah. trying to fight this when the the corrosive swamp was there. Oh, still. Yeah. 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 When the it swamp was there, I was like, well. "Screw this, man! No, no way." Yeah. Um. But yeah, once that uh, once that guy's out of the way, or you can just run by him. Uh, behind him is the booster glaive, I believe. Um, yeah it's in the it's like in a little culvert yeah which um, is a pretty cool weapon uh it's heavy is like sped up um unlike most uh like heavier weapons um but it goes on um is this a technique based weapon or an advanced based weapon i'm pretty um, sure it's advanced yeah it's advanced so it's advanced but it's low yeah like really low and it's, it's not an um, optimized weapon for any build but it is no, fun to use it's a it's a paper it's a it's a um like a machine shop paper cutter yeah on a little handle mm-hmm. yes I, I like that there's like a uh uh like a counterbalancing weight big, yeah the big bolt like they <laughs> added to the i end. think it's what's it was probably attached to the you know whatever it was the cutting machine oh yeah that would make sense and they just unscrewed it and left mm-hmm. the bolt on yeah on Un- Honestly, the most interesting aspect of this weapon is the handle because it actually does have like its R2 charge attack will propel you forward with like a spinning slash. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's a it's a quick, a quicker weapon than like the weight of it looks like it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, 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 he uses it more like a cutlass than like a giant. Uh, arm from a paper cutter <laughs> <laughs> and at this point um like at least when i was going through like i yeah i did start at the sweeper class i did have more motivity but you know it did just fine for a while i try to play with every weapon that i come across at least for like a little bit um just to see you know its moveset and how it works and maybe if i want to steal the handle and stick whatever great weapon i'm using on the little handle and uh see if i can change my moves around but um yeah it was pretty fun um we unlock a bunch of other stuff here uh going past there um there's like a lot of ladders a lot of running back the classic you know legacy dungeon souls thing where you run back to the hub several times um we run into uh two npcs here uh the fox and the black cat yes who say that they are here vanini asked them here he hired these two stalkers and when he when they found out what he asked them to do, they laughed at him and left. Yeah, um, it just was not worth their time. Um, the black cat tries to sell you uh, his own 
guide to the city as opposed to the guide well, to the city that it, you've been finding? It's the guy. He he says it's the authorized guide, but it's all like messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and if you talk to him again, he's like, actually, that was my version yeah. of it. He's mm-hmm. like, thanks for giving me the money <laughs> yeah. and buying my hand hand written thing. Yeah, you find these guides to the city around um, that are just kind of giving you like flavor text and stuff like that. And then eventually you find the guy who wrote them. Um, well, I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, he's on, I think, Rosa Isabel Boulevard. And um, yeah, they're they're all right. I thought this would be like a bigger quest. Maybe it is later. I'm not sure. The Black Hat has showed back up once for me and nothing's really progressed. So we'll see yeah so we'll we'll slide back slightly to before we get into the factory yeah 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 and Uh, yes there's oh yeah this this lead up to the factory is really good too yeah yeah. it's you're you're doing a little rooftop jaunt um Mm -hmm. what i like about this part is you've it's our first indication that something is like weirder than just the puppet frenzy Mm-hmm. Uh, and the um, petrification. So we had a we had a little bit where we saw um, leading up to the city hall the uh, the weird uh, glyphs and the annihilation body that's like yeah. growing into the wall with like crystals sticking and out of them. Arm like just yeah, getting out of there. See you later, buddy. Yeah, I got shit to do. So the first note, or like the first little shiny thing on the ground we find when we're walking into this factory district, is a note by a doctor who is basically a snake oil salesman, Mm -hmm. saying that oh, we have all the I have this rare medicines that can cure um, the the petrification disease. Uh, but not everyone's like wanting to take it. Um, and then some people are taking it, but it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So I got to go like fix the ingredients. Right. Yeah. Um, which I love because uh, one of the ingredients is unicorn horn. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, so, so this is bullshit. But then. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe unicorns do exist in this universe. Yeah, we, we really don't know. <laughs> the only thing we're sure exists in this world are puppets and the French. So, yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're one and the same, almost in the same. Oh, all right. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So we find a few other notes scattered out uh, throughout this area, and then particularly a little bit later. Um, that kind of shed a little bit more light on what's going on with this miracle cure and the doctor. Uh, we also have our first run in with the in and out universe Riddler. Yes. Oh, yes. So Leonard, tell us about this, this happenstance. Yeah. So you, there's a phone ringing, you kill some puppets. There's a phone ringing. Uh, and you pick it up, and it's like, whoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a riddle for you. Rhymey, rhymey, timey-wimey, I'm the king of riddles. I sound like a psychopath, but I'm going to give you something if you guess it right. 
uh, and it does the what walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs in the evening riddle, which, of course, is man. But the options are man and monster. Uh, so technically speaking, they're they're both correct, uh, <laughs> given what later in uh, uh, events yeah. in this game show us. Uh, but no, it's 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 man and he's like hey here's a key and then a key drops out of the phone i'm assuming like we're in silent hill um or resident evil um <laughs> he and accuses then, you of cheating yes what he does yes, yeah. yes um uh funny enough uh solving all oh, right he he's very explicit that only humans can solve riddles mm-hmm. uh which i get uh, sure I don't know where in the Grand Covenant that fits in, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so when you solve his riddles, uh, y- your springs react. Um, and yeah, that's your first encounter with this guy. And as somebody who uh, two days ago finished the game and uh, met this individual face to face by the end of the game. Um, yeah, th- this guy's wild and i can't wait to talk about him further yeah um this is where i got a weird little glitch um with his dialogue which i don't know if it's cut content or if it's just i don't it didn't seem like a mistranslation um but he was saying something about just something about the city you know the random like rhymy crap that this guy does but the subtitle said, I have such wonderful things to sell to you. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, did this maybe the solution to these riddles like allowed you to access a merchant or something like that? Um, it'd be interesting to see maybe someday if somebody uh, data mines this to see if there was maybe maybe more to this than there is, because it doesn't appear very often like the 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 keys open special doors. And so far, I think we've only I've only seen three of them through these special doors. So, yeah, I think he said that to me, too. But it yeah, I want to say maybe it was it wasn't the spoken dialogue. It was like the. the Yeah, it wasn't the spoken dialogue. It was definitely subtitles. But yeah, we'll see. So a little bit um, actually fairly close to. In fact, it's right after you meet. uh, black cat um, and the fox you find the first of these um, trinity doors yeah and they're definitely it's like a vibe of the um, red room in twin beaks like they're weird mm-hmm. it's an illuminati meeting room is what it it, it is it yeah is. Lillian and Illuminati. There's three t- chairs in a triangle pattern with the pattern drawn on the ground surrounding a book in a case. <laughs> yeah. 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 And each in each of the time or when you go in there in each of these rooms, the book will um you can read the pages it's open to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um and it tells you a little tidbit of weird lore. Yeah, yeah, some es- some esoteric, esoteric Illuminati nonsense. Yeah, um, and also in the room, scribbled in what appears to be blood is some kind of rhyme. I'm sure that has nothing to do with the weirdo that called you on the phone. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. How could it? And you, yeah, and you get a um, 
uh, little outfit in a. You get safe. yeah a uh, an outfit that you need for something a little bit later in this area, um, to unlock something. I th- I think it you the outfit unlocks it, but um, we'll see. Um, it may just be extra dialogue. We can just talk about it because we're in the same area. Um, there is an area unlock through some running back and whatever where you can go down a little hatch in the ground. And you uh, run across a stalker downstairs um, in a a mouse mask uh, and formal wear. um, Talking about how he has failed in his duties as a stalker because his friend was taken by the puppets. Um, And if you are wearing that outfit you found in the Trinity room, that was either the uniform that his friend wore or the um, just of the same guard, right? Isn't it the uniform of the bastards that you're wearing? Um, yeah, I think that's what that one is. And uh, if if uh, you are wearing that outfit, you get some special di- dialogue from him. Um, just referencing that, but none of it makes a whole ton of sense at this point. Uh, and you have a pretty good, uh, very uh, closed room fight uh, with someone who is very fast. Um, so if you have like a larger weapon, you're going to be hitting the walls and the table quite a bit. Um, Unless you use the (laughs) flamethrower. Um, the puppet string, uh, works great on human enemies. So whenever he started to turn red, I just harpooned him and get over here and, um, just cracked him on the head. And, uh, that, that was pretty good. Um, how'd you guys do in this fight? I hit Um, the flamethrower. And ran around the table. <laughs> yeah, I, in the back. <laughs> I, I finished the air, this area, and then the area after this, and then the area after that, and then I felt uh, confident enough to come back and kill them, and then I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know he was there. I, I missed that hatch for some reason, or I think mm-hmm. I saw it, and then just like I don't know, I got distracted and didn't go down that ladder. Yeah, because two two blank puppets drop down from their hanging rack right in front of it when you pass by, so yeah. it's easy so, to get distracted. Yeah, if you defeat him, um, you learn a gesture uh, that is the is the stalker salute. Yeah, I think I is believe what it's so, called, yes. which is a uh, a key. A little bit later, um, <laughs> uh-huh. to not fight someone, uh, <laughs> which I think. In our group, I was the only one to figure that out. Um, yeah, because but... I did the thing before I came back and fought this guy. So yes. <laughs> I, yeah, didn't, I didn't have that option. Yeah. So, but just another instance of them using the gesture system to unlock things. I know that that's a pretty common thing in Souls games, but this it's one is like, like... It's the the bread and butter of this. Like everything you pick yeah. up is for something else. It's for something else because it's a single player game. There isn't, yeah. you, you know... Uh, I don't get to learn that, uh, like, spinny, curtsy thing like an Elden Ring just to do it whenever I kill someone in PvP. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, all the moves do something, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I have a lot of the little special outfits, and I haven't run in... The, the quests and the NPC system in this is, like, it's not hidden, but... Mm-hmm. You can like accident if you just don't pick up an item, it 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 doesn't let you know. Yeah, 
which is yep. good. I mean, I, that I like that because it definitely gives this game more chances of like replayability. Yes. Or things to do on your second or or subsequent playthroughs. Yeah. So and I'm all for stuff like that. And it really just adds to like the feeling of the world because the things you do uh they're they're having clear consequences just as you go through. And a lot of them are like weird things where it's just one off. Like, oh, I did this thing and I didn't really get a specific reward for it um but then it turns out oh the thing you thought was a small trinket like oh that meant something to somebody else right yeah like just a little gesture or whatever would mean something to something somebody yeah. else that could push something forward or give you something which yeah and, I, and, cool. and it's the amount of times out. i've wandered around like using the spamming gestures trying to get it to do stuff <laughs> just because it did work once or twice mm-hmm yep Um, let's see here. Uh, after this bit, um, if I, little mouse man, um, what else is going on in this factory that is of note? Um, I really love the sound design, especially outside the factory. Um, you hear like the, uh, um, just industrial clanking and processes happening and, um, air horns going off here and there, like those really like low, like foghorn kind of sounds and stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, the sound design here makes this place feel like still functioning and lived in and pretty cool. Um, you lower some pipes to make a, a, a shortcut back to back to your stargazer uh, that can lead you directly to the run up to the boss. Yes. Um, and this is like the <laughs> every factory's got a big acid tub room. You got to have it. It's it's right there in the handbook. Um, so you're in the acid tub room uh, that is full of dudes just chucking bombs at you from across the across the map. Everybody's got a great arm. Um, uh, one of my shovel boys is in here, uh, which is a lot of fun. And if you go up around the outside, uh, you find um, you can hear him talking when you walk in uh, and just like just generally pissing his pants. Um, but you can just come up around the corner and find Vanini himself. Yes. Uh, I one of the lines of dialogue before you actually properly talk to him is him grousing about the fox and the cat uh, saying piss off to his uh, work offer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then when you do talk to him, he does literally piss his pants and he's like, oh, no, I'm uh, very scared and Italian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great impression. I love I, it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks you to uh, find his butler, his robot butler. Putinella. Um, yep. Uh, which is, uh, hey, guess what? That's that's also very, man, I, I'm i very excited to talk about this character more as well. Yeah. Um, because uh, he's actually kind of wild, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, you uh, go into the main furnace uh, area after after you've told him that you'll find his his non man servant, uh, and you fight what is it, King's Flame Fuko? Fuoco. Fuoco. Yeah. Um, which is a giant uh, walking furnace. Oh yes, Matt. One my uh, one thing that about your little um, boiler boys. 
uh, that uh, I don't know if you notice, but when you stagger them, you you stagger them so hard that you make them shit fire. Yeah. Yes, you Um, do. Um, (laughs) You can set yourself on fire (laughs) after you stagger them, which is very funny. Um. (laughs) And they Uh, get hopping mad. They yes. do get hopping mad. Then it's then very they... embarrassing to shit yourself at work. <laughs> yeah. Even for robots. I think like there's like actually a hatch that opens up on the back or something. And it like literally dumps stuff out, which yep. is great because they are like little versions of Fuoko. Um, this boss who is just like a foundry or a smelter or something. Um He's... He's the edgy brother of Smithy from the end of Super Mario RPG. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our, our smelter demon type fight, uh, but you can get close to him. He does not set you on fire as you get close to him. Um, no, he starts will put oil on you, though. Yeah, he'll put oil on you. He, it, Yeah, he is like, um, what is that? Uh the Super Mario Sunshine thing that shoots water. I forget what oh, that's. Flood. Stupid. Yeah, that backpack's name. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got an arm that looks like that, which is pretty yep. funny. And then he's got another Hellboy fist on the other arm. Um, and uh, he starts on all fours, and just the furnace is facing you. And you think that's going to be his head. <laughs> and then it stands up, and the furnace is his crotch, which, yes. brilliant. 10 out of 10, no notes. I love it. it. It's 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 like, how do we do the gaping dragon introduction, but with a robot? Yeah. And the way he moves is so clumsy. Yes. This is not an elegant thing. He, like, kind of tots around like a baby in the beginning. And then when he starts, like, he does, like, spin moves, which yes. is, like, so silly. Um, uh, especially after fighting, just having uh, fought recently, uh, the uh, the sweeper I think it's called from Armored Core, which is this giant mobile furnace uh, that is like that cleans up a foundry and stuff, which is like uh, what I think this would be in the Armored Core universe. They're very they're very parallel to each other. Um, yeah, what what a what a wildly different feeling from this boss. But yeah, he does uh, cover you in oil, um, which gets you to burn a lot more um he does some pretty heavy fist attacks that you can uh parry uh pretty easily i think the timing's all right on those um and uh first phase is not much second phase is when he keeps distance from you and it gets really annoying because you're always having to run to him and he's shooting at you either oil or fireballs and um if you don't stay right on top of him the entire time uh you're gonna have a bad time How'd you guys feel about this fight? This one wasn't too... I didn't have to... I wasn't slamming my head against this too much. Uh, it definitely, there's there's pillars in the room, and when he does his little dash, like his unblockable dash, you can get him stuck on the pillar or hit them, and then mm-hmm. you can get a couple hits on him um, per each pillar, and there's like six pillars. Yeah, the environmental stuff is pretty cool in this fight. Yeah, um, and, it's, yeah. and it's not hostile to you. Like yeah, a few right. of the places that's not the case. Like you're constantly dinting your weapons on walls and stuff, so it's like yeah, annoying. Um, yeah, this fight was fine. I think it took me like roughly three attempts uh, to take him down. I, um, I, I'm always like 
in between bosses legs. I'm all up in their business every single time <laughs> I fight a, bo- a larger than human sized boss in one of these games. So it was actually very, Oh, and I think I had actually upgraded the um, Legion, the puppet string Legion arm because it's second, uh, level is if you hold the uh puppet string button you zip to the enemy instead of pulling it to you so yes. i was able to keep on top of them that way which is fantastic because even though the string does not uh pull large enemies to you you can pull yourself to large enemies yes. which what a game changer um it is it is great um, and also in this area, a little bit earlier before the boss, um, climbing around on the rafters and stuff over the acid pit, um, I found uh, one of my two main weapons that I use all the time, uh, the big pipe wrench, um, ah, yes. <laughs> which uh, has had a different handle every time because the handle is extremely slow. Um, but I, I keep swapping that out. I think it's on the I think it's called the rocket hammer handle now. So it's got like tons of range, which is great. But um, this thing does its fable art. Uh, if you have all three charges, you hold your fable button until all three charges are charged and then you let it go. And it does this amazing attack that just does so much damage. And because uh, of all the uh, P organ perks I've taken, I don't take a ton of damage while I'm charging fable arts. So I just sit there, tank for a second, and then I can take out pretty much whatever's in front of me in one go, which I love this weapon. It's great. If you're playing a heavy build, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. So that that weapon isn't here. It's it's in the adjacent area. Like, but it's the first thing you run into. Yeah, it's it's not right before the boss. It's here. right after the boss. Yeah. Right after the boss. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got my, my notes backwards then. Whoops. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, the we- the weapons you can get here are the um, fire dagger. <laughs> I think yeah, salamander, the salamander dagger. dagger. Yeah, salamander you dagger. Can get the fire axe and the uh, yeah. booster glaive. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the um, the the salamander dagger is like the first weapon you run into. It's right after the initial stargazer that opens up them in the main area. Mm-hmm. And then the, the booster glaive is behind the puppet of the future. And the fire ax is above, like it's where the first um, weird puppet of doom orb. Yeah. Uh, falls down. It's puppet behind that there's a little treasure chest. Oh uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that is also one of my mainstays. That fire axe handle has a great heavy attack where you jump forward and attack, so you can really cover distances. Um, I just love the mixing and matching of the weapons here because mm-hmm. the heavy weapons, the movesets are all really slow. So for just a very small or sometimes no penalty at all, I can switch to something that has greater reach or uh, is a little bit quicker on the draw or whatever. And yeah, you can play how you want to play and still do damage which yeah yeah, good times yeah and the way that the weapon system works is that when you up you can upgrade the damage on the heads of the weapons and then you can change the scaling on the handles of the weapons yes Mm -hmm. yeah um 
I I I'm I'm a big fan of this mechanic that I actively refuse to use within uh, one and a half playthroughs of this game. Every <laughs> single time, I literally only created a weapon once, and I was like, "Oh well, of course there's a trophy for game doing that." But yeah, no, I've used all of the stock weapons as yeah. stock for uh, which is. Really nice because I actually really appreciate that that is a viable play style. That's the main mm-hmm. reason why I did, did my first run with with it that way. Um, just so um, I can get super familiar with the game and then play with that mechanic a little more in subsequent runs. Yeah. The the weapon uh, the uh, the stock weapons are balanced and they work great. Like you, you really don't need to change anything out of the box. Um. And I just found that in like most Souls games, like I'm only going to be playing with the weapon I'm upgrading and not messing around with the systems as much as I do here because it's like, oh, I can still keep my damage. So I don't have to worry about, oh, I got to level this thing up. And what if I hate the moveset after playing with it for an hour or whatever? I can just pop the other handle back on and it's fine. It doesn't change anything. And I just I really like that. It's just. (laughs) It's it's yeah, made the play style completely change. Yeah, and it's not something you can change on the fly, but you can change them at the stargazers. Um, stargazers. Yeah, which is it's a nice um, quality of life on that. Yeah, not uh, only that, if you do it in the hotel, um, in the practice area of the hotel, you have unlimited stamina, unlimited fable art, and um, unlimited legion charge. So if you want to practice your combos and do whatever. Um, you can pretty much do whatever you want at the hotel, which is pretty cool. It, it's nice because you can also work on. Um, there's two dummies, and then there are. Uh, it's like a little garden with mm-hmm. some grading and things, so you can basically see like what your weapon's going to do if it hits something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like and the that's, peri that's window important to know. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it gives you a good idea of the range. Um, yeah, so. Right before the boss, uh, in the area above where the hatch is and you fight the, the mouse guy, mm-hmm. um, there is a note and it is about a, um, it's like a, the, a curio news or curiosity news. And there's a mention of a fellow that has, um, against all social conventions, uh, fallen in love with a puppet and is trying to marry his uh, maid puppet. Yes. And that's important. Yep. Um, there is comes up later. Uh, but that's a bit of, it's not just flavor text. It's, it's literally stuff that's happening in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes up later. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I dealt with that. And it's done. And then it came up again. Yeah. And I was like, yep. wow, this, this thing's got legs. <laughs> Yeah, and all, all on a note that you found like in the secondary of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, 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 Matt. Here's a fun. Here's a little fun fact. It, it it's also going to come up again much <laughs> later on. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So uh, additionally, um, Vanini tells you that this is his factory, and he's he's set it up to build like the most advanced puppets. And he's doing this in conjunction um, with help from the alchemists and um, Geppetto. Yes. 
right? Um, yeah. I and I think it's here. And you get the note getting, about the bad batch. Yeah, you get a mm-hmm. note saying that it's not just a bad batch. It's um, there. The the city is mining or importing ergo, and ergo right. is what they're using to power the puppets and probably other stuff too. But um, the supplier has been cutting like the supply. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, it, He's saving the good stuff and then just selling off like crap quality, like lower quality ergo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the problem is that lower quality ergo is having an effect on the things it's being used for. It's, yes. it's diminishing the abilities of uh, like the puppets. It's making them unstable. Right. And that's so they knew there was an issue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They knew there was an issue, but it's all about profit. Like uh, the, the so someone's someone's shaving the bottom line in order to line their own pockets. Mm-hmm. Yes. And use the um, superior quality or go for something else. Yeah, and and you think to yourself as you're just beginning this journey. Well, the ergo thing already seemed weird and sketchy because it turned this place into Columbia. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, now now uh, it's low quality ergo. That's clearly what caused the puppet frenzy that murdered everybody. You say to yourself as an ignorant child <laughs> who knows nothing about this world yet. Yeah. It, I mean, it just seems pretty black and white at this point. You know, there's going to be some things pulled, some rugs pulled out from under you at some point. But um, it, yeah. it's the information we're given, and that's what you have to go yeah. off of at the point. Yeah. So there was um, also a part of this fight with uh, Fuoco that um, I didn't have my glasses on for. Um, and I could read the puppet speak subtitles because it was just blurry enough that it went together. Uh, and I think I spoiled something major for myself, but um, yeah, it's cool that uh, it's not so um, like the only the, there are like near right is um, near automata had like the the cipher language, and then later on you could read it. Yes, and both uh, um, both near and then automata. Yeah, automata. Yeah. And like other games do that, like Titan Souls did that, and like you know a, a bunch of games do do things like this. Mm-hmm. But this has been an example of it where if you really wanted to sit down and do the 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 cryptography on this, you just screenshot it and yeah, mess with it. You can pretty much just connect the dots and you'll get it, um, which is pretty cool. Yes. Um, so after you beat Fuoko. Uh, you go back to uh, Vanini, and he's like, "Ah, you brought uh, my robot back. I will uh, meet you at the hotel. Spaghetti yeah. and meatballs." <laughs> and um, and uh, and then you descend into the bowels of the factory, which is actually just a mining area beneath the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, you kill a couple of puppets, yeah, and then you uh, emerge out in Moonlight Town scenic vista moonlight town yeah um it's gorgeous it's run down and abandoned it's basically old yarnum it's, it's um, totally not uh mibu uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally exactly. not um 
uh, you, uh, the puppets are, they're still dead people here. The puppet frenzy even reached here, um, but they're uh, not uh, in good shape. Some, most of them are using uh, their arms as that they've ripped out of their sockets as weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, you encounter another stalker, uh, the anointed, guarding a uh, tram up the mountain because uh, the Grand Cathedral of Karat uh, is on the highest mountain of Krat for um, reasons. Um, yeah, for thanks, and Frangelico. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is uh, where that stalker in the factory comes into play because uh, when I talked to the anointed, they were like, hey, are you a stalker? And then the option came up and I couldn't lie. And then she attacked me and I murdered her for that key. <laughs> yep. But if you can do the salute, uh, she happily gives you the key, and uh, she gives you a little bit of lore. She tells you that uh, everybody who went up, nobody has come back down. Yes. Um, and now she she is making it her job to uh, not let anyone up or down. Um, and I think she I think she mentioned something like, if you come down and you don't look like you did when you went up, I'm going to take care of you. I think she says <laughs> yes. something along those lines. Yeah. Well, she also offers to like cure your curiosity um by removing an arm or leg you don't need those yeah and that'll stop you from being curious and wandering up the lift (laughs) yeah yes but uh you get uh some foreshadowing hints here i think um the uh there's a lot of gravestones around you in this area and uh it's weird they all have ergo on top of them weird it is Yeah, and then you get to the top of the mountain, and you're attacked by a fucking zombie. Yeah. Um. The so the the nice thing is um, the the like the little tram car ride up to the top is in like it's not a cutscene. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. definitely a loading scene, but it's um it's in real time, and you can turn and. Jiminy definitely is being insufferable here and knows it. He's like giving you this like little tour guide voice. And then he's like, that's too much, isn't it? It's like, yes, that was too much. Don't need to do that. But you can turn and look out the window and then see all of the crap proper that you've covered so far. And it's Mm -hmm. it's a very nice vista. Like they do a really good job with like the skyboxes and things. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, so hey, guys. Um what what did everyone think when suddenly this game was about zombies? Um, I, mean, well, I mean, we already saw like the weird annihilation yeah. body, and I was like, mm, okay, there, there's there had to be something with weird crystal people. Yeah, that coupled with something called a petrification disease, I was like, oh man, people are going to get all sorts of warped and whatever from who yeah. knows why. Um, I didn't think there were like playing it too close to the to the vest on this it felt like okay i i I see you not specifically where they're going but at least like some of the path right and the further we walk down this specific road in uh moonlight town is that what it's called moonlight village i'm not sure um yeah we definitely see more phases of what 
is happening here. These people, like, their heads are blowing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the basic version is just they got, like, spiky Bart Simpson-style top of their head. Um, like, something's coming out of there. Uh, and then later on, it's just, like, totally blown out head. And um, and then as we get further in here, um, the bridge is where you meet the first big guy, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the bridge to the cathedral, which we need to talk about because that's one of the best vistas in the game. Um, but has like the first like heavy. These enemies are called carcasses. Yes. Um, and uh, this first heavy has his head is gone. And in its place are these like crystalline tentacles that form almost like a rack of horns, like a like an elk or something. Um and he's not a super hard fight because uh, he's slow and unwieldy and obviously has no head. Can't really, you know, see what you're doing. But, um, yeah, there's no there's no humanity left there. Um, it's just this gray and blue weird zombie. Um, I freaking loved it. It was so cool. <laughs> but, yeah, this um, as you get up to Cathedral here, there's a bridge that leads into um the cathedral proper and um what is it to your to your right is a waterfall right yes yeah and then to your left is olive crot um it's awesome looking it's yeah one one yeah. Of, one of the best like skyboxes kind of like things in the game here yeah there's some neat stuff to see just in the stopping and looking around in the few places that you can um mm -hmm. unless you've cleared the enemies uh, and then prior to going under that bridge, if you go through the the little church, like it's a it's like a little shrine, um, it loops back around, and then you run into uh, another NPC, and that's um, he's like Gianjio. Gianjio, yeah, yes. I, I'm uh, he's I'm a little I'm Undertaker a man. He, with, mm -hmm. Yes, with an umbrella and sickly and long, stringy blue hair. And a voice uh, actor that does not match his character model. No. Um, <laughs> it's like a boy. And and also uh, also um, a bad liar. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an alchemist. I mean, pharmacist. Pharmacist. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he gives you a magic box. Uh, that seems to run on technology completely foreign and independent from any other bit of technology in this game. Yeah, thus far. it runs literally on wishes, is what he says. Yes, um, um, and uh, it that allows you to uh, do a bunch of things like restore your own he your health. It's a one-time use only item. You can increase it by fiddling with your P organ. Um, but uh, yeah, it's there. You put magic wish stones in into it, and and wishes come true, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you make your way into the church proper, and then there's a gross centipede thing feeding on the corpse. That's like, oh hey guy, and then slithers into a giant hole. Yeah, um, there's a pipe organ here as you walk in. That's got a note, um asking why the angel of this place uh, has forsaken uh, the parishioners and the note is covered in blue blood. Yes. 
Yeah. Also, yeah, as you walk into this main cathedral, there's just a giant statue of Saint Frangelico, right? That's that's the yeah. Um, and it's just covered in this blue, like sticky, gross blood. There's um, there's a big trail. So um Yeah, there's a big drag mark too. Yeah, there's a couple big drag marks leading from the center where the uh Stargazer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you walk in here, um there's what I thought I could get down here if I was good at parkouring enough. Um, there's a hole down to the very bottom, and it definitely looks like you can jump this, and you can't. There's can. little path pathing on it, um, yeah. but yeah, you can't. Nope. It's a, nope. It's, a, it, it's, a it's a trick. It's a lie. Haha, yeah. we fooled you. Uh, but it's so bright. <laughs> it is. I know. It seems like the right way. Um, but it's not. Yep. In fact, it leads us to the wrong way, and the area that made me stop playing, or sorry, the area that I took me the longest to complete uh, and caused me more rage than any enemy encounter in the game, uh, the, uh, what is it, Sins and Orlando Rafters of the Cathedral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rafters of the Deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, if if you didn't think it was gonna suck, it starts with a big pool of uh black ichor that causes decay, that is filled with hidden enemies. Um, you climb a ladder and you're immediately platforming on um just real thin boards. Uh, these zombies are just coming out of the woodwork, climbing up from things everywhere. Um, there are larger ones now that are like definitely like that seems like a female form they yes. have like a, a torn dress around their waist like sagging breasts and like their their midsection is ripped open at the sternum where they just kind of dig in there with their hand and throw decaying balls of whatever at you um while you're trying to uh catwalk around on these little planks and if you miss your perfect block you get knocked right off and um Fall damage is a monster in this game. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Not only that, uh, there's turning cogs and gears that you have to get between. There are some broken teeth, so you need to time things. So you are sometimes waiting to move while you're being pelted with stuff if you haven't taken care of that. Um, it and does teach you the jump button. It does teach you the jump button. Like at the very top, or it's like, oh, this is probably the first time you're going to interface with the jump. Yeah. Um, congrats on missing this jump. And uh, I missed it three times and had to climb up. And you have to start all the way back at the cathedral. Yeah. There's um, no. Yeah. It's also one of the worst runbacks in the game as well. Yeah, it is one of the worst runbacks in the game. Um, fortunately, you can change. There's a like lift um, that is going down. Uh it's like a water wheel kind of thing. Uh, you can change the direction of that. So uh, eventually you can just hop on that and climb all the way to the top. Yeah. Once you've but completed the entire completed nightmare. Everything and you're never coming back here ever again. Yep. Um, <clears throat> then it gives you the shortcut. Yep. Which, oh Except to finish up a couple things and get that other. Yep. Um, couple things. Yep. Trinity door. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what's under the pool of decay. Um. So you do get to drain this little pool at the bottom and you get some stairs going down. Um, you get the Owl Doctor costume and some notes here. Do you have anything on these notes, Dave? 
Um, I, I don't there, the, the notes in there are specifically to the cipher, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Um, and you take the cipher. It's a, it's a, um, cryptic vessel. Yeah. It's, it's a little, uh, they actually exist. It's the little cylinders that are, mm-hmm. um, they're covered in a bunch of, um, alphanumerics. And then you you can rotate it around, and then it like will open or spell something. So it looks kind of like a weird Rosetta stone tube. Yeah, and um, some of them are made that they have a glass tube inside that have um, like a an acid in one section and the note in another. So if you try to open it, that it's on the wrong cipher. Um, Crack, yeah, destroy the destroy thing. the message. Yeah, they're pretty neat. Yeah, so uh, you take this back to um, Vanini, and then you find out that he's the inventor of this particular type of device. Um, however, the thing you brought him is like an inferior. Someone else made this, possibly, yeah. or possibly. it's just his, and he's just being a jerk. Um, <laughs> well, he says his are uncrackable, but the fact that he can crack this one means it definitely isn't his. Yeah. But the the greatest thing is he, on his arm, he has a little like teletype machine. Yeah. And he just pops it up thing. and he's just doo, 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 and he um, uh, decodes the, uh, the cipher and gives you a um, it's, it's a little photograph. And the, the game does this a few times where there's photographs on an item and then it has like little context clues in it telling you where to do specific emotes or to do something to unlock like a a further treasure Mm -hmm. and then this this particular one tells you to go back to the bridge where you first met the mad donkey and geppetto and there's a puppet um strung up uh across the the top of the bridge um, which is now, I believe it's now targetable. I don't know if it was targetable before. I tried is, to target it when I first saw it and you couldn't. So okay. yeah, I think so it to. unlocks only by virtue of having this cipher. Um, and then when you chuck an item at it, um, it drops a key to a door um, earlier on in the level. And that opens up a, a, an apartment which has the um, the owl hunter um, suit in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a dapper little suit. It has a little bit of lore about uh, this person was a doctor who, um, I guess, tried their best to solve things one way and has changed tack. Um, and I think it just became a stalker, right? Yeah, they're just Batman now. Yeah, they're just Batman now. Which, sure. <laughs> now, I didn't, like, did you, did anyone find a the, a place to wear this to? Like, is it specific? Not yet. Um, yeah. No, um, but uh, the Owl Doctor will be expanded upon later on in the game. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I just figured I'd got the a lot of times when it gives you something, you use it relatively soon, but sometimes mm-hmm. no. Sometimes it's much later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so we clear the uh the clock tower. Oh, we meet a we meet a big goo boy to sub uh, yeah, the mini boss that I bashed my head against for yeah, like yeah. an hour. Oh yeah, this was something. This is a non-quality of life thing that this game has. This game has way too many um uh mini boss checks where you basically get DMC Devil May Cry locked into a room and cannot proceed any further until you beat the mini boss that you've yeah. been forced to encounter. I actively dislike this choice, and I hope that if they do another game in this style, that they don't do this. So what they've done here and what they do, if they do it again a little later, it's not, maybe it's not as, it's, it's still pretty egregious. But in this instance, there's at least two ways to kind of cheese this boss. Yes. And one of them's built into the room where there's a scaffolding you can climb up and it can't hit you, but you can hit it like fairly easily uh, with as long as you have a thrown weapon. Mm-hmm. So you do have to have um, throwable throw consumables. Uh, or you can bait it into doing, um, uh, you can bait it into running into the ladder and you can do plunging attacks repeatedly. Yes. So there's yep. ways around it. They're not fun. Yeah. Um, or if if failing that and and dying one too many times uh, trying to kite it up to the ladder, um, what you can do is the the gooby little monster guy is far too big to fit out the door you came in, yes. and the door you came in uh, is still open. Mm-hmm. So you can just run. You you can make it charge you because it likes to do that, and then run back out the door you came in, and it it'll run up to the gate, and you can get a couple hits in, and then it turns around and it, its leash activates, and it walks back to its starting point, which you can run up behind it, and hit it a couple times, and just repeat pretty quickly. Um, I had to resort to that mainly because if it touched me at all, I died. So yeah. It's and this thing is just it's relentless. It has two modes. Um its arm can morph yeah, into like, a like this, arm. Yeah. <laughs> to like a big like like a cudgel with like spikes coming off of it. Or uh its arm becomes a shield that has like sort of like a like a stabby bit on the end that uh when it does a charge with that shield, um the uh hurt box has ticks that if you're like like my build, which is stay still and perfect guard. Um, you don't know when those ticks are happening, um, because there isn't any indicator other than you have to like time one, two, three, four. As and it's just it's very frustrating. So you, you perfect guarding this thing is almost impossible. Yeah, um, it's it's multi hit slams that it does. That yeah, that it's not stopping to hit you a bunch. It's just like. Yeah, you're, you're just standing the off of it. It's yeah. it's very silly. It's that it's that tweet of like me standing the sun taking one point of damage per second. Uh, 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 uh. It's 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 that that is happening. Yeah, because you. it also yeah. kind of stun locks you into it a little bit. Um, yeah, this mm-hmm. this one was particularly frustrating until I realized I could. I, I I don't know why I thought the door was locking behind me. Mostly because oh, the camera's yeah. weird and I never turned it back around. And there's a specifically like the, the, the way to progress forward is a locked thing that you're like, well, you have to kill this guy. Yep. Like you can't run past him. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, this was a little frustrating. Um, this was more fr- for me. I didn't have any problems going up the rafters or I didn't it just, that wasn't the thing. Um, but th- I got stuck on this guy a long time. That yeah. was, that was my penance for being able to like tight rope walk. The rafters <laughs> zip up those, those, no problem yeah, there. Um, and I, th- I think a lot of that comes down to the build I have. I put a lot of points into um, my capacity so I can just like, I don't weigh anything or I can hold a lot. Mm-hmm. And even using like a heavy, the heaviest weapon I have doesn't even encumber me enough to say like slightly heavy. So I've been just kind of like more nimble the entire time. And used to dodging everything. So when I'm running on a raft, I was running across the rafters and jumping and like smashing into the guys. And you had the moves. I had, yeah, I didn't have any problem <laughs> with any of that. It, it's just this guy, this one sticking point. And mm-hmm. I was real glad I unlocked that <laughs> little water wheel thing. Yeah. Cause yeah, the run up, the run to keep trying it was a little annoying because you had to keep coming back from the, um, the little church room. Yeah. The main mm-hmm. hall. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got to run all the way down. I'll hold it back up. Climb, wait for this little elevator to kick me up there and then die immediately and then do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a little frustrating. Um, but once you beat him, it puts you into the second, even weirder area of yes, the church. The, the library yeah. that's beneath the church. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's full of carcasses and and black uh black blood that causes decay. Um oh there's Gross a nun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a nun that I completely missed. I think I heard her bark one time and then she never mumbled anything again uh for the entire time that I respawned uh in this in this starting area so i didn't know that uh she existed and uh yes so um she has a side quest that i never started uh and that ended with a a bad end um dave you want to talk about this nun a little bit yeah so this is Cecile. I was going to say Clarissa. yeah cecile she is the attendant to the archbishop Right. And she's also suffering. I, I think she has a different sickness. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Something that whatever this, uh, whatever the ergo sickness is, is not getting to her because she's sick with something else. She said that she was sick when she started working there or something like that. It, yeah. And the, she, she's not from Krat. Right. She came here from somewhere else, and she was sick before she got here. Uh, and the the lore notes of the diary of the archbishop say that she was already sick, and the bishop was worried about her um, because he she would just like sort of walk in a fugue state around, standing yes. like one of the dead at the edge of a cliff. That, yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. And then, then she'd be okay, but he was never sure, so he, he kept a close eye on her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She asks you to bring uh, a holy mark from his office. Yes. Um, so, uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, all of you fellows found her and completed that task for her. 
Yes. Yep. Yes. It's a, it's pretty straightforward. His office is like it's a little tiny room before the elevator that goes up to like the sky. Yes. Top the, of the top chapel. of the cathedral. Yeah. 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 Um, and when you pick that pick that up, it is a an amulet, mm-hmm. and you can. I didn't look at the stats on it because I just I thought it was a quest item. I think it's an actual amulet that you can keep. Uh. Because you can choose to give it to her or not. And the It's a the, it's a recollection, so it is not Okay, so yeah, yeah. so then it's, it's a keepsake versus a um yeah. equivalent item. Mm-hmm. Um there's a diary right before you get to his office, and that's talk it's talking about the archbishop. Um he has invested time and he's getting paid off by somebody um, to kind of ignore, I think the problems going on. Yeah. He's not helping anybody. He's just lining his own pockets. Yeah. He was also uh, given a relic by the alchemists. Yes. To do something. Um, yeah, well, whatever that was, it went way wrong. Well, I think it yeah. did the thing it was supposed to do, but which was yeah. bad. It did what it was supposed to do, and that's why all of the parishioners and everyone who worked at the church and, um, yeah, everyone's all zombified and messed up. Yeah. So uh, it is worth mentioning that his diary entry does say that he got the relic thanks to um, Cecile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like safeguarding it i think and then she she delivered it to him yeah so whatever it was doing like she's sick from i think holding the relic Mm -hmm. is i think what was happening um but once you return or once you bring that um, amulet memento to her uh she basically just says that she she's like um i didn't i thought all hope was gone but with this, I know that like the Archbishop was still with me in spirit, yes. um, despite everything that's happening, um, and I can basically die in peace. So she just yeah. dies, finds a peaceful place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so hey, you want to know what happens when you don't encounter this NPC and don't do their side quest? Sure. Um, you uh, uh, you uh, come back here uh, to the Stargazer. Uh, you hear some weird wheezing. Uh, And then a shrill, horrific, I don't need God's protection anymore as a horrific uh, carcass monster, unlike anything you've seen before and will not see for at least seven hours later, comes out of that room and attacks you. Okay, so she bad ends. Yes, she really bad ends. Uh, And then when you kill her, she explodes, (laughs) violently explodes. (laughs) on the ground super well if you do complete the quest she gives you i think she gives you some ergo and she does give you a record to yes. take back to the hotel and and a note uh that where she confesses that before she became a nun she was a, a murderer <laughs> yeah which i think was a lot of the people yeah, there's, yeah. A of, there's a lot of death dealing going on. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you eventually make it to the library and then we make it to, um, what is one of my favorite boss designs well, in the entire the elevator? Oh yeah, that's right. We've got to talk to this guy. Yeah. Tell us about the, the hound of too many weapons. The hound is the best treasure hunter in all he's of crap. He's such a like edgelord isn't the word. But he's not he's an just like He is basically so full of himself. He's he's. I think he's what everyone wanted um, Blade to be in Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. They just wanted a good boyfriend, mm-hmm. like a good boy. That's a friend, charming, <laughs> swarthy, all that shit. The, the the handsome mug of a, a German shepherd. Companion. Of a German shepherd. Yeah, three weapons on his back. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's your special weapon guy. Yes. He yeah. he trades boss ergos for boss weapons or uh, amulets, special amulets that weigh a ton, but they've slightly yeah, fixed they that went, with the last slightly update. less than a ton now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And you you with, with your the with the ergo you can trade for either the weapon that the boss was using or represents them, uh, or an amulet that gives you an equivalent um, ability. Usually, yes. Um, he asks you where he can go that's safe. Uh, I immediately lied to him and told him that he should check out the factory <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of sending him to the hotel. Uh, because Geppetto was like, be careful who you tell about this hotel because there are people, bad people want to do bad stuff to us. And I'm like, mm, this guy doesn't seem sketch, but still, Papa said I should be wary of stalkers. So I sent him to the factory. Um, I went to the factory. He was like, hey, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Listen, I'm going to give you more. I, I was Patches for a second. I was Patches for a second. I <laughs> I sent him down the wrong path. And then he was like, listen, I'm going to forgive you. Can you tell me where there's a safe place? And then you get the option to send him to the hotel again. Yeah, I wonder if, what happens if you don't do that. I mean, you basically were like, I know where there's some treasure. And then you send him to like a murder factory. <laughs> I mean, he just hangs out in the room, the room right about right above where you find find the salamander dagger. Um, but he doesn't he won't he won't do any trades with you um, while he's there. So you have to send him to the hotel or lose out on the uh, the boss items. OK. Oh, we didn't, didn't we talk about the factory. We didn't mention that um, Vanini lets you know that. Um, uh, Fuoco is using the he, he's co-opted the factory to create more um, puppet soldiers for the revolution, right? Yes. And that he was marching them down the the boulevard streets. Like there, there's a big amassed a collection of puppets. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Which does so, explain <laughs> stuff later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, now so that, that brings <laughs> us to the, the actual, the boss of the cathedral. Yeah. Oh, boy, this archbishop. 
so uh yeah we come upon him uh we saw like him fly down the hole at the beginning of the cathedral um and we get this little cutscene when we see him um of this one-winged snake butterfly centipede centipede uh there's just too many uh metaphors and imaging here but it's wearing a mask um with several eyes on it um and it looks at you and then it flies up into the ceiling and then this like it's a snail comes down well it's a nerd yeah <laughs> but like the, but like the character like the the mascot version yeah it's all uh, it's all rump and face Yes, it's all rump and face and interlaced fingers at the top uh, enclosing something. The face is upside down uh, and like, uh, you know, distorted and twisted and its mouth is like gaped open and um, bisected, bisected. Yes, Um, this is obviously a man that's been horribly transformed into something else. Um, And um, yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, getting slammed into the ground over and over and over again. I think you mean sat on. Yeah, and sat on. Yeah. Um, He's too big to fit in his favorite chair now, and he wants to sit on you. Yep. This is the, <laughs> it's the seat of power in Krat. It's right here. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was, uh, this guy is uh, difficult, but you can perfect guard against him once you you have to learn timing he is too big to see everything happening at once so timing is of the essence here um dodging is almost useless um because his range is just ridiculous he's he's not the size of the arena you're in but he'll scuttle you into a corner so quickly and he does uh, a couple attacks where he rears all the way up and falls forward and uh, there's just no getting out of the way of that. Um, you can set him on fire. That helps. Um, thermite is a big help. It does a lot of damage. But um, this first phase, especially um, keeping track of those motions and the guard timing uh, is how I got through it, at least. I know Leonard um, was so furious about climbing rafters um, that he uh, just nuked this thing from orbit. Um, those were his words. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah what strat I, did you employ to to get him down so fast uh, uh it was stab him repeatedly with the highly upgraded rapier um mm-hmm. i did manage to dodge most of his attacks actually Dang, um um yeah i um it was yeah i was i don't remember specifics because i was so i was like legitimately furious about the preceding stage that i was just like fury murdering this thing that i really liked looking at i was like this boss is like one of the most interesting like enemy designs i've seen in a really long time but i was just like but i'm going to get through this because i don't i want to be done with this zone so (laughs) bad yeah this is a real skill wanted to be done with this zone so bad yeah you dave me oh poor dave it's just in the chat being like it's attempt 50 guys it, i'm it gonna do it this me, time. it took me literally over 50 tries to defeat this guy oh 
He's rough. And the thing is, like, I'm not like it took 50 tries. I don't feel like bad about it. And it that it sounds like a lot, but it went by really fast because sometimes I just right. walked in the room and died immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it Which, it took time. Yeah. It took like it was probably over an hour of just repeatedly attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh the the run, okay, so one thing this aside from the run from the church up the tower, the runs to all the bosses that I've seen so far, and I think that's been the case for most of the game, are like straight shots from uh a stargazer right to a boss. Yeah, like they unlock the shortcut they're at very the very fast. end. Yeah. Um, so you don't lose time. You there's generally no enemies along the way. Um, you can you get there and then you can pick up your ergo and then summon help if you have the crystals. I definitely had to leave and like farm for more star fragments like re- repeatedly because I needed fifty of them. Um, I, I did attempt the boss a few times just like by myself to see if it made a difference. Did not make a difference. I just died even faster because there was nothing else to like pull any aggro. Just died. Um, and then I, I I left. Like I basically did 10 attempts and then I went and like gave myself like a level or two and then tried it again. And then just rinse and repeat until I basically had enough damage to where i was um able to get it his life down fast enough without getting touched because i i i could still only get hit like maybe twice maybe and then i would die so it's like okay <laughs> but yeah his first phase i got through pretty quickly like i could or, or consistently i could get into the second phase but what i was running into was the um if I didn't beat the first phase in like a minute or two minutes, like if I didn't do it very quickly, um, the the summon I had with me would die uh, almost immediately in the second phase. And then that left me just screaming and running. Um, because in the second phase of this, this fight, the, <laughs> his back hatches open and then the disgusting centipede robot Pope, I mean, Bishop, like crawls out. It's just been nesting mm-hmm. in there like a yeah. weird parasite. It's gross. Um, and he he's just like hanging out with his Sephiroth wing and he has a little spear and, or a trident and he just does really long range attacks. Um, but it's a two pronged fight because if you circle around at all or if it turns you have to fight it's like butt end which is the other uh right little nerd which is where i focused because it's the same move set with just like one or two additions as the yeah, first, as the first phase, phase of the fight yeah. yes. so i'm like screw learning this this like thing i can barely like see when i have my lock on done i'm just gonna you know uh, it gets one other move which it like blooms and collects energy and just uh, power lasers you into the ground. <laughs> it's not even a li- so. It's really dumb. It's an AOE that hits three fourths of the room. Yeah. So it, even if you dodge the laser, it, it's a big sphere of energy mm-hmm. that comes back into it. It like recoalesces, and it, it no matter what, it would one shot me. So yeah, I had to, able like, to dodge it once. Yeah, I had to realize yeah. I had to run really far away when it was glowing blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has like a um, a rage 
tantrum and he'll just run around swinging for like i don't know five ten seconds but it's Mm -hmm. it's it's all over the map um but then he's tired and you can hit him a couple times when he's just sitting there and you can catch him on fire he is weak to fire Um, kind yeah um it does something it it, it, it's it's cumulative damage but it's just chip damage it's not you're not going to win the fight with that unless you somehow lit him on fire and you only have a little bit of life left yeah but um, but um so here here is where um i was getting a, a little bit extra upset not at the boss but at the way that the um wish cube is first implemented is it's it's an unlimited restock but you have to go to the little vendor guy um, to get it restocked every time you can't restock it through the um, stargazer you have to teleport back into the main cathedral mm-hmm. talk to the guy he restocks you once for like your little hp it's, it basically just gives you an extra hp flask or, right. or it, it's a it's a regenerate it's a very slow regenerate over time for about half your life yes yeah this so should be a menu at every stargazer when he's in the second phase because he's across the room at the time yeah yeah, the the wish gem thing should be at the stargazer, just like everything else is. If they want to yeah. make you pay or go for it, fine, whatever. It's a wondrous physics that you pay for. I get it, but yeah, that that changes as you go. But right now, like this is how it works, and it's it's yeah. a little yeah. annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you eventually take this guy down. Um, and. Does, it doesn't run away, right? Um, no, it just dies. No, it just but dies. then you get yeah. a cutscene that introduces the main antagonist. Yeah, yes, thing. that is right. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to that, um, because I fought this guy so many times, I was able to hear all. So in the second phase, he's talking to you the whole time. He sure yes. is. Or technically he's talking to himself and a little bit to you. Um, so here's where you find out that it's not just the archbishop that was like um, – suckered by i think it's the alchemists mm-hmm. um that he's doing services and messing with like this little artifact in exchange for money like he's getting paid yes. like a lot yeah and he's telling you or really he's just yelling at himself um he's like uh it's all about money i mean he's specifically saying gold but um, he wants just more gold he wants more money and that's that's the the root of all the problems but that that's like his salvation um and he he gave up a lot of things in order to get that money and he's like you you're here too you just want he's not saying my gold like the gold um isn't that what drives everybody like why wouldn't it um but then if you if you if you're running away from him long enough he starts like bemoaning his fate and he tells you that um, he's like a bunch of other guy or a bunch of other folks were like after the same thing. Like, why am I the only one that was cursed like this? Like, I, I don't want to be this way. I just wanted my gold. Um, but no one else was being punished that, like, like I am. Like, I, I did I ask for too much gold? Like, that's basically what he was saying. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yep, that'll that'll hey listen, guess what? 
there is very little ambiguity in the narrative of this game. So I can assure you all that that will be cleared up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I like his uh, his um, death quote, his second phase death quote, which is, where is everyone and why do I taste blood? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, he 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 bad ended himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get that cutscene where um Ergo flies out of every single main boss that we've defeated so far, gathers in uh what appears to be the Tower of Babel, um, and uh Nicholas Tesla clearly is behind it all and <laughs> and says now the stage is set and i was like oh i a i wasn't expecting like a cutscene like this and b i definitely wasn't expecting like an actual like living antagonist <laughs> to show up well, it's such such a bizarre thing for like a souls like yeah uh, did we see him at near crot station or something like that we see the statue of this guy. He, you can read about him for like a second, whatever his name is. He was like one of the founders of the town. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same guy, right? Like, no, it is not. It is actually. not. Uh, yes. All right. Well, there's that theory right out the window. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it does serve to highlight the the fact that it's like okay, everything we've been doing is like not the thing that we think it is. Yes. Right. Obviously, we've, yeah, we're we've, not doing we've, something we've good killed here. Killed a lot of things, and it's now, uh, it, it benefited us by like making us stronger, but it's also doing something else, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, I think this is probably a good place to call it for this episode. Yep, yeah, sounds good. So, so send us home, Leonard. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm the one that was hosting this one. I I forget sometimes when when we <laughs> go on for for this long. Yes, uh, that was Lies of P uh, coverage part two. Uh, admin, uh, we're hey, we're mostly on Blue Sky now. Uh, you can find me at Doctor Faust. What and whatever string of words and digits happen. After that, to enable you to find people on Blue Sky, Matt. <laughs> well, you don't want to list out your whole ICQ number for us? Yeah, right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Blue Sky uh, at theuglymachine.bluesky.social. Uh, I make arms and armor out of recycled stuff. Um, and pretty soon after I'm done taking some portfolio pictures, I have made some uh, miniatures of some Lies of P weapons. Uh, out of scrap materials uh, that I'll be posting soon. So check those out. Uh, Dave, go for it. Yeah, you can find me on Blue Sky as well at um, sendplus.bluesky.social and you can find Cameron likewise there at swarby.bluesky.social. Those are all... um, Finally, I've made it back into the show notes, so easier um, to... (laughs) Click on Great. links or to copy paste, then to yeah. try to remember what we just said and spell it out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the podcast yep. is, as always, at uh, monsterdeer.monster.
and not on blue sky at this point because it's just it's just me i just <laughs> let everyone know what's going on because there's a the nifty little um card uh feature that just like pulls links up nicely yeah it's great yeah um so uh next week we will return with more lives p uh and until then um uh shut down the factories close the churches don't take any uh gondolas goodbye everyone sound advice folks bye (laughs) monster dear monster is brought to you by fireheart media if you enjoyed the show please share this and all of our episodes with friends and remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice word of mouth is the only way we grow if you like you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.